0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to While We Were Working. It's a show that helps you become a better people leader because we at Jumpstart HR like to empower people who empower people. I'm Joey Price, one of your hosts here for the show. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Summer Katron, who's our consulting practice manager here at Jumpstart. We've got a phenomenal, phenomenal show to you today. We'll we'll jump right into it because I think you're going to want to pay attention to this. We've got some new laws that are going to for sure impact your business, and a topic in Consultant's Corner that we all come across from time to time, and it's better to be prepared than not. So first, for while we were working, we are going to talk about the Department of Labor proposing a new salary threshold for overtime eligibility. If you know what that is, and if you don't know what that is, keep listening because we'll explain it all. And then we're going to talk about what do you do when an employee shows up and appears to be under the influence of something. Okay, you don't want to miss it. Let's go ahead. Let's jump in. All right, Summer, can you set us up for while we were working?
1: Of course. You know, that's my favorite part of the show. So thanks, Joey, and welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. As Joey mentioned, we have two amazing topics you don't want to miss. But first, in the while we were working segment, This is a part of our show where Joey and I scour the internet, all of the news, the blogs. We try to find what's one of the most important things uh, out there that you might have missed because you were so busy working. And uh, late August, the Department of Labor actually came out with some proposed rulemaking to make the new salary threshold $55,000 for uh, exempt status. And just to give you a quick perspective, the current number is $35,568. So that's a pretty big jump. What do you think, Joey?
0: It's a huge jump, Summer. This is going to impact hundreds of thousands of Americans and similarly a huge number of businesses because what it is doing is changing the math on who gets paid overtime if they work more than forty hours in a work week? And there are going to be quite a few people that are going to possibly get a pay bump because now they're eligible for overtime and have been working overtime. And businesses need to be prepared. So uh, it's it's a huge deal. But can we can we kind of get into the weeds a little bit about what this what this salary exemption is?
1: Certainly. I think that'd be a a, a great little, uh, you know, kind of a, a great little segment to cover to kind of paint the big picture.
0: Cool, cool, cool. All right. So think about it this way. Right now, the, the Department of Labor says you have to make at least $35,568 per week in order to be eligible to not get overtime pay. So now there are three tests that the government uses to determine if you're eligible for overtime. So this is kind of just one piece of the puzzle. There's the duties test. There's the salary test, which is what we're talking about now. And then there's sort of, they debate, you know, your role and impact in the organization. And if you, you know, contribute to hiring, contribute to firing, if you manage budget, so on and so forth. So, a company just can't determine that you are not eligible for overtime because they pay you this $35,000. Uh, there's other things that they have to pay attention to. But the big deal about this now is thinking about everyone who works between $35,568 and $55,000. If you make 40K a month or 45K a month and your boss said, or you as a manager are telling your team members you're not eligible for overtime pay. That is all going to be subject to change because if they also pass those other tests, or I should say, if they don't pass those other tests, then they have not earned the right, so to speak, uh, to have salary exemption. So, uh, or overtime exemption, sorry. So it's a big, big change. It's ultimately going to boil down to uh, taking a look at people's job descriptions, taking a look at salaries, taking a look at uh, how and when they work, and then seeing if each person that you currently pay between this current amount and the new amount, uh, if they're subject to to getting uh, a change in how their overtime is paid. And I don't say it a lot. I don't say it a lot, but then another thing too is you're going to have to go back into your payroll systems and adjust, you know, how these people are uh, calculated and whether or not they are eligible for overtime or not. And it's just, it's, it's big. I know we're, I'm getting into the weeds, I'm nerding out, maybe losing people, but I'm telling you, this is important. You got to pay attention. Summer, what do you think?
1: It's super important. And to kind of put it into perspective, it is estimated um, that this would extend protections for 3.6 million low paid salaried workers. And, you know, if you get into the heart of, you know, what's driving some of these changes, I'll I'll share a quote from the news release from the Department of Labor. And I'm going to paraphrase it for time. But, you know, essentially what they're saying is that the cornerstone of workers rights in this country is the right to a 40 hour work week the promise that you get to go home after 40 hours where you get higher pay for each hour that you spent laboring away from your loved ones. And uh, that part of the problem that exists today is that you have these salaried workers working long hours for no extra pay, uh, like I said, earning low salaries that don't come anywhere close to compensating them for their sacrifices. And in many cases, you have these low-paid salaried workers working alongside hourly workers, um, some being eligible for overtime, others aren't. So I think it's really designed to try to get, you know, those individuals that are in that um, lower wage bracket eligible for overtime so that they can be paid for that extra time and If, you know, companies decide that they don't want to pay the overtime, then they can bump them up to that new salary threshold. But either way, they're going to be making more money. So I I think that's truly at the heart of why this is uh, why this is the the new proposed rule. And I think it's a step in a good direction, but it's not without some real challenges for employers to need to think about and plan for, as you mentioned.
0: Summer, you dropped a lot of gems and I want to help provide some context around these big numbers and what they mean from an hourly standpoint. Mm -hmm. So the current rate of $35,568 per month, or sorry, uh, per year, that is the equivalent of a 40-hour work week at $17.10 an hour. Now, we know that over these past couple of years, for various reasons, you can work at Target or you can work at the gas station or you can work at a restaurant. And many of the competitive starting wages in some major areas is now $15, $17 an hour. And so um, the 35000 number, the $35,568, that is equivalent of $17.10 an hour. But for this new one of $55,000, that is the equivalent of a 40-hour work week at $26.44 an hour. So really, I think the pro of this is kind of shifting the salary exemption number away from what might have been a managerial salary or associate level salary into today's times where um, many salaries at you know 27 28 30 or above now you're talking like the managerial level or associate level salary depending on your region depending on the industry but i think it is kind of just going with the times and uh resetting i mean we could have seen this coming summer, right? We've had cost of living increases for uh, government. We've had social security increases take up a bit. So I think the government is just strategically resetting the table for, have we overlooked this To Have we gone too long without overlooking, without paying attention to this? And mm-hmm. so this is the latest one. Uh, but hopefully that, that perspective adds adds a little bit of color to the to the conversation.
1: It certainly does. I think you brought up some really great points. And something I wanted to mention that we haven't brought up this far is that this is uh, federal proposed and there are already some states that have their own. So I, I think just as we have to do with any other sort of like federal versus state law is, you know, you have to look at and compare the two and recognize that, you know, you may be already employing individuals where you're paying a higher wage and so maybe this may not impact you the same um, to make sure that you do a second look um, and prepare for this so that you understand exactly how it's going to impact your individuals in different states. The last thing I'll mention is that in this proposed rulemaking is also a refresh uh, to look at this earnings data and update it every three years automatically. So I think Mm -hmm. not only are they looking to remedy this here in the near future, but in the rulemaking, there are plans to help ensure that the future erosion of overtime protections, that those are built in. And for employers, it's going to help them with some greater predictability, just as we've seen with states who have kind of mapped out a several year increase and they advertise it so that companies can create a plan to like make those adjustments as you know as part of their business plan so yep that's good as well
0: yeah and and you know this is for the companies that are starting out and then companies that have been around for a while one thing you'll need to do is take a look at your hiring strategy, your retention strategy, and see how your compensation piece plays into that. And if you don't have the time, energy, or the right staff on board to make that happen, well, you're hearing this news from the right source because at Jumpstart, we have a package of prepaid HR consulting time. You can buy in blocks of 10, 20, 30, 40 hours or more uh, at a reduced rate. And that allows you to hire one of our team members to tackle projects like this. We posted a, a post today that said, you know, fall isn't just for pumpkin spice lattes, but it's also for thinking about these sorts of year end things. And so while this is a proposed rule, um, there's a strong chance that it goes into effect. And this is a big gap that you'll have to pay attention to and overcome. So don't go at it alone. And honestly, if you've got plans of how you want your team to spend their time for this last half of the year, last quarter of the year, reach out to us so you can keep things moving. And we can give you the new intel and best practices that you'll need to pay attention to this new uh, role and how it might impact your business. So
1: that's solid advice. And there's going to be a lot of work to do. I I look forward to working with organizations as I I do anticipate that this is going to proceed, and uh, we're we're going to have a lot of, you know, I think we're going to have a lot of work to do. But this is great work to be doing.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's 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 cool work that we get to do because you know. A lot of times we work with businesses that have really set good goals for themselves or they're doing really great work. And the last thing that we want to hinder their progress is an HR issue or hiring issue or recruiting issue or payroll issue that could have been avoided if they just had the right people in the room, you know, paying attention to these things for them so that they're not like, man. I wasn't going to pay attention to that and it caused me trouble. So it's, it's a joy for our team to come in and, and tackle things like this for your business because we, we do it for companies uh, all across the U.S. And uh, it helps us sort of support your mission, support your, your goals uh, for your business. So reach out to us. The link will be in the show notes for you to check out our uh, prepaid hours. And you can find it easily by visiting jumpstart.hr.com. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into consultant's quarter. So consultant's quarter is our good, bad, and ugly recap of life in the trenches as an HR pro. We've seen a lot of things over the years. And this one, I've got to say, I've seen it more often than I would like. We got this note in Uh, for us to discuss and it says an employee shows up to work and appears to be under the influence of something how do we handle this sticky situation i don't know if there was a pun intended because for some people who know marijuana one of the uh nicknames for it is sticky (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah yeah so so summer maybe let's go down the story story time path have you seen this in, in real real life if not you know what would you advise I, I had a funny story somebody showed up once to a job interview and they had a wrapper of uh, their their paraphernalia the wrapper like a piece of it was stuck on their on their dress shirt so I could tell that they had you know been under the influence of something before they got in and then I remember one of my first HR jobs uh, we actually hired lawyers. And somebody had an email that said uh, like, it was like always blazing at at gmail.com or something like that. But um, that's probably a topic about like executive presence. (laughs) Another conversation for another day. But but Summer, what do you do? What do you do? Somebody shows up uh, in person or maybe they're on a Zoom and they're slurred speech or maybe they're chatting on Slack. And, you know, the way that they're talking, they're just kind of, you know, stream of conscious, just saying random crazy stuff. What mm-hmm. What should you do if you're HR or not not HR?
1: You know, uh, hearing your stories, Joey, I feel like we could have a whole episode of them. Um, and maybe if there's time, I'll, I'll share one of mine uh, that we didn't touch on, which is actually being under the influence of prescribed medications.
0: Well, there's that. Yeah, that's a caveat right. just, for sure.
1: Sometimes, you know, people think about you know, just like illegal. Uh, drugs or being under the influence of alcohol, but it's, it's actually much broader. And I think the first thing I would do is if I wasn't familiar with co- my company policies or my handbook, I would go there first, right? I would go there first to see what expectations have we really already set and or committed to in regards to being under the influence. So that's the first thing, right? And anticipating that you do have some sort of policy that says, hey, it's not allowed, And then you're going to want to refer back to, um, you know, really, what does that look like you're going to do? For example, I don't see it so much anymore, but it used to be more common to have maybe like a reasonable suspicion testing policy. Again, I don't see those as frequently anymore, but if that's the case and you might, you know, you may want to be planning for, okay, what does that look like? Do you have a policy to... Suspend individuals uh, who are potentially under the influence? Are you an employer who, you know, if it's determined uh, as kind of an outcome of the situation, you learn that the individual um, does have alcohol or um, drug addiction. Are you going to allow them time to uh, take a leave and go to a rehab facility? So I think it can go a lot of different directions. <clears throat> But my first recommendation, Joey, is look at your policies. uh, Do what your policies have already outlined you're going to do. But regardless, it's going to involve needing to potentially talk to witnesses who may have seen that behavior, talk to the individual involved and ask them, what the heck's going on? No, we saw this behavior. We're trying to understand, are you okay? And, And then based on that information, you know, the organization's going to have to make a decision on what their policies say and what their obligations are in regards to steps thereafter.
0: Yeah, those are all good steps from the standpoint of like, how do you address it? What's the right thing to do so that you don't get in trouble? I also would add in kind of, well, if you suspect that something's going on, what resources do you have to for example does your area have a community hotline or do you have an eap plan that you could mm-hmm. send people to because i don't know i try to see those the best of everybody right so like if you're showing up to work and maybe you're under the influence of something maybe there's a a stressor or a trigger that uh you know you're you're maybe self-medicating from and so the the holistic approach to me is like definitely want to document it you know follow what's in the handbook if there's nothing in the handbook you need to call us but do what's in the handbook and then also think about what is it what would it look like to as the employer provide some sort of path forward or path away from not feeling like you should be uh under the influence at work so so yeah definitely look on, on on that on that side of it too and um try to get some help for for your employee.
1: Something we haven't mentioned uh, that I don't think is, um, you know, always like it's not common knowledge is that mm-hmm. individuals who seek treatment, they may qualify for family medical leave. So, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, hey, I've got this individual who's under the influence. Perhaps you confirm that. And maybe your first thought is, well, they can't do that. We're going to have to let them go. I would encourage you to pause. Right. I would I would pause and actually think about what can what can we do or what are we obligated to do as an employer to, you know, help this individual um, if they are willing to get help. So if you know, if you think about family medical leave, that's individuals who need to take a leave of absence for medical reasons. And they're under the care of a doctor. Right, so um, it's really no different, and I would encourage you to really stop and pause. A lot of companies, um, I-, I think, haven't encountered this situation, so they're a little unsure of like, well, how to handle it. And Joey, we are the perfect, the perfect fit to help guide companies uh, when they encounter a situation like this to evaluate, you know, what their what their obligations are, what their options are. And then, you know, assist them through the process. They don't have to go through it alone.
0: Yeah. And, and thanks for, for uh, covering for me, Summer. If you're not watching this, I kind of like had to go get some water. But um, the thing is, one phrase that I hear our clients talk about a lot, um, or what they appreciate, appreciate about our services, is that we're a neutral third party. And... That doesn't mean we don't bring emotion. It doesn't mean we um, leave care at the door. What that means is if we are able to step in kind of like a referee, an advisor, coach, counselor <laughs> to a situation. And both sides are able to trust our expertise as opposed to the common scenario of, gosh, I've got this issue. I can't tell my boss because they're going to hold it against me. Or, <clears throat> gosh, we've got this leadership issue. I, I want to address it, but I don't know how. Us coming in as a digital third party allows both sides to, to move forward or and uh, get peace of mind about like what's the ultimate right answer. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to tell people lies or coddle or things like that. We are gonna deliver sometimes difficult news, but sometimes that's easier to hear and receive, and it lands better from a neutral uh, expert opinion than a boss or a team member that you may have past tension and past struggles with. So, um, absolutely, uh, we're we're one of the best places you can go to. To get the kind of support that you would need in managing this uh, the this situation,
1: I I couldn't agree with that more. And you know, I talked a little bit about FMLA, uh, which is not something that typically comes to mind when you think about individuals at work under the influence. But I'll also mention the ADA, and that's probably something that even fewer individuals think about. And I don't think that we have time to really go into like all of the details, but I think the takeaway, if you're listening, is please just be aware that if you have a team member who you suspect is under the influence, your first reaction might be to part ways with that individual, but to very much be aware Um, that you may be an employer that has leaves, leave rights that these individuals may be entitled to. And you don't want to get that wrong in this situation or any other um, leave situation where a team member may qualify.
0: Yeah. So, you know, when in doubt, check with experts, check with people who are in this sort of world more often than you are. And. We've got a package of prepaid hours that you can just say, Hey, we don't know what the end result needs to be, but we know we need some help. Let's go ahead and start the conversations with a block of 10 hours, a block of 20 hours, and see where we get from there. Because I can assure you the cost uh, to consult and get the right answer is better than bad PR Uh, lawsuits or settlements or anything that can come out of getting this wrong, especially in a, I guess, an evolving society. We're more about, you know, understanding mental health and and wellness. And we're also, there are more prescriptions and things out there that may have unintended consequences. And we're being more aware, to Summer's point, about Americans with disabilities and how that is not just for physical things we can observe, but it can also be for things that we can't always see just by looking at a person. And so you want to be on the right side of, of, of law, the right side of ethics, the right side of all things, um, reach out to us and we can get those conversations started. So again, the link for that will be in our show notes, but you can check out our website too, jumpstart-hr.com. So you, you opened up, a, you opened up a, a can of worms there about the prescriptions, uh, folks under the influence of prescriptions. Definitely, you know, one could imagine someone gets uh, a tooth removed and they're given Percocet or, you know, something like that, where drugs that we know are abused sometimes outside of their intended causes. But, yeah, what let's go there. We've got maybe a minute or so. Uh, let's go there. What what happens if someone is has a valid prescription, and maybe the timing of the side effects just overlap with the workday? What what would you say? What would you say then?
1: Yeah, I, and as I mentioned earlier, Joy, that is actually something that I've seen on more than one occasion, um, and it it could be medication for a wide variety of treatments. But uh, what I find is that especially medications that are prescribed for um, A variety of mental illnesses can have a very adverse reaction, especially if it's a new medication or the dosage has changed. And so sometimes team members will actually just take time off while others will um, try to uh, ease their way into it. But some of these can have very serious side effects and it can um, impair some individuals depending on their job can create safety issues know if they are say you know working with any sort of equipment machinery um, or if they are in an environment where there's any sort of hazards so you know what I would say is make sure you have in your policies clarification that that individuals are you know not permitted to be under the influence of any sort of medications and that that includes prescription medications Um, That may impair their ability to do work. Um, Of course, if you have team members who come forward and say, hey, um, I'm taking this new medication, you know, I I might be a little bit off, then that's an opportunity to have a conversation with them to see how can we support them, uh, whether that's modifying their duties, giving them some time off. Or sometimes it's just being a little more understanding that you know they they're going through this and just find a way that we can support them. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, So I love doing these shows with you because you cover angles that I wouldn't I wouldn't have have gone to address. So appreciate you and your expertise on this show. And as always on all these shows, um, so if you are listening to this, watching this on on YouTube or wherever you, you found us, and you want us to talk about a topic that's of interest to you, let us know. You can reach out to us at hello at jumpstart-hr.com. You can type in the comments or on socials and go check out our growing library of past shows so that you can also be informed on other tough topics that we see in the HR space so that you can learn, grow, and be empowered to help your team win. So without further ado, Summer, great chatting with you. And we'll see you all next week.
1: Thanks, Joey. And thanks, everyone.